Welcome, world. It's Elijah. Uh, we're back at it again, man. My brother and me, season two. Um, we wanted to be able to give you guys content, man, for this week. Uh, I am by myself uh, this week, man. VJ is out this week, man, but we, he will be back next week. Uh, but we wanted to make sure we give you guys content at least once a week. Uh, going straight into it, man. Um, I want to talk to you guys about Kenny Steele's. Uh, Kenny Steele's the Houston um, Texans receiver. And um, basically, he ended up going to Kentucky for a peaceful protest for Breonna Taylor. And um, Breonna Taylor, if you don't know, was uh, basically murdered in her own home. And um, the three officers that broke into her home have not been charged still uh, to this day uh, for her um, for her death. And, um, you know, Kenny Stills went out there and had a peaceful protest. Um, they were uh, peacefully protesting on the, um, I believe, in on the, the lawmakers uh, lawn, uh, was arrested. Um, but actually, lawmakers actually then uh, dismissed um, all of the, uh, the attorney general. It says the Jefferson County attorney says he has dropped the felony charge for all protesters. So anybody that was arrested at that time, all those um, charges have been dropped. And the reason why I want to talk to you guys about this, man, this is a huge uh, topic um, because I feel if this was, um, let's let's throw some other names out there, like a Drew Brees, uh, a Peyton Manning, a, um, a Philip Rivers, a um, the list goes on, man, and uh, those could be, you know, people of different complexions um, than uh, Kenny Stills um, that are not African Americans. I think um, their voice would have been heard. Um, I think we would be in a situation where they would want to 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 do change. You know, they would have figured out a way instead of um, you know arresting him. They would have figured out a way. Well, what can we do to help? Um, I think with Kenny Stills, you know, not having that prolific name of you know a Julio Jones or anything like as a predominant you know top 10 receiver uh but still you know having a platform with his uh nfl career he's still in a position where he has that uh but just because they don't know who he is or he's not a a big name or just because he's not uh caucasian they're in a position now where they are they're not listening um, and, you know, you arrest somebody um, just for peacefully, peacefully protesting. I think that is against a lot of the, um, you know, the values that we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, uh, push forward with equality. Um, and you can't say we're all equal uh, where if we're peacefully protesting and we're being arrested, um, that is, that's something different. Um, you know, you, you have a couple of months ago, you know, you had a lot of um, a different uh, people, I'm not gonna, you know, specify and all that, but uh, different people, you know, walk up with, you know, ARs, um, you know, to, uh, um, to, in front of police and not be arrested. Not one person arrested, um, you know. But when you have a peaceful process, with no guns being shown or anything like that, people yelling at the cops or anything like that, they're not, they're being arrested. And so it just kind of like tells you, like, do we, do we have to be do we have to be a different skin tone in order for you to, to really get our, our, our whole, our, basically our, our major point that we are talking about. Um, going to another thing um, with another athlete, uh, Jeremy Grant uh, from the Denver Nuggets. 
Um, he did a couple of interviews this week and, uh, with his interviews, he actually just took some time and his, um, his basically thing that he wanted to do, you know, when doing interviews, uh, is to be able to get more awareness towards Miss Breonna Taylor's, um, case. And he sat there and said, um, his, his basically quote that he used, it says, it's great to be back playing basketball for me personally. And I think it's a lot of players. I think it's imperative that we focus on what's really important in this world. One thing for me is Breonna Taylor's killers still are roaming around free. I think we want to focus on what focus on that with these interviews. And he actually said that for a good five minutes in his interviews, basically trying to put out change. Now, this is what I love to see, man. I love to see athletes using their platform for the good. And I'm not saying other athletes haven't been, but he actually, you know, the time that, um, you know, that they could, since they're in this bubble, since they're getting ready to start their, their season, he said, you know what, in order for us to be able to attack uh, Brianna's, um, you know, killers, what can we do? This is one thing that we can do. I think this is going to, you know, start more of an awareness. You know, you hope that the police officers now are going to be in a position where they're going to be held accountable. Um, you know, you can't hold citizens accountable if the people that are, are arresting the, the citizens are not even holding accountable, man. So we want to be able to hold these people accountable uh, for somebody to, to murder somebody in their home uh, with, with an illegal, um, didn't even have a search warrant, just didn't even knock, broke in and, and shot. Um, you know, the um, husband shot after the person that broke into the home didn't know it was an officer because he didn't identify himself. Um, and, you know, they ended up shooting uh, Breonna Taylor. Um, and that is something that hurts me because, you know, with, um, you know, people could come into my home and if they were to shoot at me, I, I, I would shoot back. Um, yes, you know, I do. Um, I do have a, a, a carrying permit uh, where I can't carry my gun. Um, but Still at the same time with me being able to carry my gun, um, you know, with somebody coming into my home and not knowing it's a police officer or not and I'm just shooting, are you telling me that they're going to shoot back and now I'm in a position where I get charged for murder where it wasn't my fault, uh, I was just going off of being threatened and somebody coming into my home where I need to protect my child and my wife. Um, that's something that um, I think just needs to be looked at more in depth. Um, I think we're in a position now where you know, even with cameras, you know, following, you know, uh, these murders, um, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to uh, be in a position where um, those are being even heard, um, you know, where they're going to be actually put in a position where they're taken to jail. Uh, just because you have it on film doesn't mean anything. Uh, and we've seen that with, um, you know, Oscar Grant. We've seen that with, um, you know, other, 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 uh, Eric Gardner uh, and other individuals, uh, Tamar Rice, you know, that, again, even though there's footage, there's nothing that is being done uh, for these people to be convicted. Uh, but as I always tell you guys, man, that was, you know, something that we always want to talk about, man. And uh, we, we truly want to, to make an aware, man, with the platform that we have of the things that are going on out there. And if our followers don't know about what is going on, man, we want to be able to shine a light. One of my favorite running backs uh, right now uh, because of the bruising, uh, type of back that he is. He is not a a back that is a um, he he can slash if he needs Superman, but you're you're not going to tackle him up high, and you probably are afraid to tackle him down low because his legs are so big. Uh, for you to be able to to tackle him, man, it, it's going to take a team team effort. Uh, it's not going to be a one person thing, you know, to take him down. Uh, with his contract, 
uh, he was able to uh, get a $50 million contract, a long-term deal, uh, which was guaranteed of uh, $25.5 million in guarantees. Uh, the reason why I think oh, over a four-year deal, I'm sorry. Uh, and the reason why I think that was a great deal for uh, Tennessee is that allows their offense to be um, for the long-term that they can be able to build around. Um, I kind of go back to uh, what Minnesota did, uh, you know, building around Adrian Peterson. Um, you just got to now have just those parts to be able to get around Derrick Henry, you know, put more of a passing uh, threat, you know, there for him so they can be able to stretch the field where it's not just nine in the box and, um, you know, going after uh, Derrick Henry, man, where now they're in a position where they can be able to take a step back and, um, you know, and they'll stop, start building, you know, maybe in the draft, getting free agent pieces that are uh, nice wide receivers um, to be able to go and, uh, you know, give Ryan Tannehill, you know, some 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 options where he can be able to pass to. And I think he's going to be a, a good uh, game manager. He doesn't have to be able to, you know, pass the ball 40 times because he has a great running back in Derrick Henry back there. Uh, but he can be able to uh, utilize his uh, his game management skills and, you know, be able to maybe only pass maybe 20 uh, to 15 times and be able to run the ball maybe 20 to 25 times. And um, you know, now you're in a position where, where Derrick Henry is getting his load, but still at the same time, you know, uh, you're keeping the defense on their heels uh, when you're out there, man. Uh, so again, shout out to Derrick Henry, man, for, you know, being able to get that contract done, especially shout out to Tennessee uh, for being able to get that contract done right away uh, because uh, according to Adam Scheffner, hour before uh, the deal, they didn't even think the deal was going to get done. So for them to get the deal done, um, that actually, you know, builds for their future, man. So shout out to them. Um, going into our last topic, um, as I told you guys, man, I like talking about the WNBA. Uh, me and VJ both, man, we're components of, you know, pushing the WNBA's platform even more uh, with uh, my brother having you know, two girls himself, um, you know, again, we want to push that agenda because, again, the girls might be in track and field, they might be in basketball, but we know we want to be able to push the platform for women's sports. Uh, so I want to talk to you guys about um, Elena Deladonna, uh, I'm sorry, um, and uh, she basically was denied um, her medical opt-out um, by the WNBA. And um, if you don't know, uh, she has Lyme disease. Uh, so she said in the interview, she takes over 40 pills a day uh, in order for her to be able to make sure her immune system is okay. Uh, she knows in the long term, that might not be a great thing. But for right now, since she loves the sport so much, uh, this is something that she does to be able to make sure she's playing at a high level. She's actually a two-time two -time, uh, two -time MVP of the WNBA, actually, and is still the reigning uh, champion with them going into this new season. Um, they denied her. Um, so her doctor actually said that she should be in a situation where she should uh, be able to medically opt out based upon the symptoms that she's going through and still be paid uh, because due to COVID. And um, I guess the WNBA had a line of or a board of uh, medical professor, uh, professionals um, that they had, and they actually looked at her case and said, you know, she was able to be denied. Um, with this story coming out, she, you know, we did a whole bunch of interviews and um, coming out, the Washington Mystics actually said, you know, we're going to pay her. Um, even if she opts out, we're still going to pay her. Um, she deserves it. Um, you know, with her immune system being the way it is, we're still going to pay her. And I think that is a commendable uh, thing for the Mystics, um, I think in the situation 
they shouldn't have even been in this situation. I think she should have, you know, been able to medically opt out and still be paid uh, based upon everything that's going on with COVID. I think a lot of people take so many different immune systems, um, you know, for granted uh, when your immune system is compromised, uh, you look at people with uh, ulcerative colitis, you look at people with Crohn's disease, you look at people with, uh, again, Lyme disease, um, lupus, um, you look at so many different people with different diseases. And yes, it might not be something that you see, um, you know, on everyday basis, but internally, man, they are dealing with a lot. Um, so with them being able to do this, I think this push forward the agenda, the agenda for, um, for medical, um, for our, uh, women's sports, um, and men's sports, people that do have Lyme disease in men's sports as well. Uh, but one thing that, um, Elena said that was huge to me. Uh, she said, you know, maybe I didn't speak up enough. And, um, you know, we want to be able to do the best that we can to be able to make the awareness of Lyme disease out there, man, because people are are going through stuff and we might not see it on an everyday basis, but we are uh, fortunate to know uh, that there's ways where they can be able to recover from this. Um, so for me, man, um, I just want to send a special shout out to uh, Miss Elena. Um, and again, I hope she has a, um, a safe um, kind of just in her bubble, um, you know, not going to Florida, but just in her bubble uh, and protecting herself from COVID. Uh, because again, we don't know what COVID is going to uh, do long term. Uh, we don't know if you get it, you know, what's going to happen to you. Uh, but with her having a, um, a weak immune system, uh, we just want to make sure she's as safe as possible. Uh, so that's a special shout out to her, man. And as we wrap up, I want to throw the hypothetic out there. VJ is not here, so I throw a hypothetic to myself. Um, you know, the hypothetic that I will throw is what happens if um, the Lakers um, going against the Kings? What happens if the Kings would have won that series? How would have how would that affect the Sacramento dynasty? Um, I think if Sacramento would have won um, that series, um, you know, they played the Lakers, I think, three series. Uh, three series back to back to back of three different years. And I think if they would have won just one of those, I think it could have changed their franchise. I think they could have had more of a winning uh, franchise uh, mentality. Uh, I think maybe Chris Weber um, would be in a situation where he would be in the, um, the hall of fame. Now um, you would have, you know, people like Mike Bibby, uh, Jason Williams um, to be considered, you know, Peja Stoyakovic. Um, all these people, uh, Bobby Jackson, uh, would all be considered based upon, you know, the award of being an NBA champion. As we know, NBA champion goes very far. I think they had a great team. Again, I'm a Laker fan, but uh, they had a great team. Um, Bobby Jackson coming off the bench. Um, Hito Turkoglu, um, with you having Peja Stoyakovich, man, was a, a whew, from deep, Peja was, was, was automatic. Um, you know, Chris Webber, uh, you have Vladi Divas. Um, you know, they had a great squad, man, that they can be able to build around. Brad Miller. Um, you know, the list goes on how many different uh, key components that they had to that team. Uh, and again, I think with the Lakers standing in the way, I think if they would have got past them, they would have been able to have a franchise, man, where, um, you know, people will want to maybe play there uh, because their culture will be a lot different. Instead of the unknown of, hey, man, we're going to go out there and win our first championship. No, they're in a position now where they're they're winning. Um, and I think it would have did a huge thing for the city of Sacramento. I think it would have did a huge, uh, huge thing just for um, just for those players uh, itself, like Chris Weber, um, you know, again, not being in a situation where he's not in the Hall of Fame. I think that's just ridiculous. Uh, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, but I believe, you know, with him winning a championship, I def definitely would have would have been able to uh, get him in a lot quicker. 
Um, but yeah, as we wrap up, my brother and me, if you have not, please make sure that you guys are uh, subscribing to the podcast as well. Um, if you have not done so, please share this content. Um, again, this is my first time doing it by myself, man. But if you guys have any questions of what I could have done differently, uh, what stuff that you would like to hear from uh, me and V uh, when we're talking about the podcast, man, be able to uh, comment on our um uh, on our platform and we can be able to add that to our topics, man. Um, we want to be able to shine light on anything that maybe we don't see, uh, maybe things that we need to talk about more of, man. Again, we want to use our platform for the positive direction and be able to do a lot uh, for not just, um, you know, our community in the Bay Area, but our communities in the Valley area, as well as in Las Vegas area. We want to do our best to make sure we are doing, uh, putting our best foot forward for the new generation coming behind us. Uh, so this is your boy, Elijah, man. As I sign out, man, just let you guys know, hey, we're here if you guys need us man and we're gonna sign off with the famous yeet